Good morning, and welcome to the Global Coffee Origins Podcast. Episode 2, this morning we're going to talk about the history of coffee. Good morning and welcome to the Global Coffee Origins Podcast. My name is Matt Peterson and this morning we're going to talk about the history of coffee. But before we do that, it's Monday morning. No matter if you're in your car driving to work or if you're sitting in a cubicle or maybe you just got your kids off to school, hopefully everybody's drinking a nice hot cup of coffee. All right, let's jump into it. The history of coffee. As far as I know and everything that I've read, coffee was discovered in Ethiopia in the 11th century. Coffee plant has a cherry on it. It's very much like a fruit. It is a fruit. And the seed that is inside of it, that's what we roast and drink as coffee. Back in the early days, they also used to put the the leaves in water and boil the water and the resulting concoction was thought to have medicinal properties. Coffee plants were also introduced to other countries quickly because of the popularity of coffee. Any country that had fertile soil in the correct climate were ideal conditions for coffee harvests. Coffee was considered to be a magical beverage. At first coffee was a beverage of people that were considered to be nobility. In Germany, Holland, London, and Vienna it was also popular with students and teachers. Eventually, they started having coffee houses popping up, and that's when it was introduced to the middle and lower class citizens. Coffee first arrived in America in the middle 1600s. Until the early 20th century, it was more common that people roasted their own coffee at home instead of going to a store and buying roasted coffee. Typically, there was a day of the week, maybe Sunday, when most people would roast their coffee. And if you didn't roast coffee, there was always someone in your neighborhood or in your area that would do coffee roasting for other people. Which would be pretty cool. You don't get that nowadays where you walk outside your door and you can smell roasted coffee. Plus, the other advantage is is people in those days really understood what fresh coffee was because they roasted their coffee, they tasted it the next day, they knew what fresh coffee was, and as time went on, 
they knew the difference because they were tasting it every day. They knew what fresh coffee was and how important fresh coffee was. So following World War I, commercial coffee started to take off. That was introducing instant coffee. That became more prevalent. Home roasting really started to decrease at that time. So a lot of people will talk about the waves of coffee. Basically, at this point, we're supposed to be in the first wave or the first wave is just starting. So if you go backwards and talk about the first wave, that goes back to the 1800s. The first wave brought coffee consumption to the masses. Hills Brothers developed vacuum sealed coffee, Folgers, Maxwell, all all coffee commercial companies modernized coffee with instant coffee. Instant coffee was popping up everywhere because it was easy, it was fast, and people just latched onto that idea that uh, that quicker was better. Also, advertising exploded. They had all their catchphrases, the best part of waking up, good to the last drop. Mr. Coffee ended up starting a uh, starting their company and people would see the advertising. So basically that's the first wave of coffee up to that point. Second wave goes all the way up until it started in the 1990s. Second wave went back into more of a focus of quality. Darker roasts were introduced, which was something that in the early days when we were talking about people roasting their own coffee, dark roasts were very popular back in those days. That's just how they like to drink their coffee. So also in the second wave, coffee shop experience turned into a big thing. Specialty grade coffee started popping up. A lot more information started coming back around towards the masses. Two of the big coffee companies in the second wave were Pete's Coffee. They were early on in California and Starbucks which introduced a lot of people to specialty drinks. Espressos, lattes, mochas so it was definitely coffee shops became a big part of the culture in the second wave and uh, and a lot of coffee lingo started popping up at that point in time too so then we move forward third wave coffee basically that started in 2000 to 2002 and the trend with those companies because of what was happening in the second wave Smaller roasting companies started popping up. Smaller coffee shops started popping up. The coffee shops had a less homogenized atmosphere, more relaxed, friendlier, unlike Starbucks, what everybody thinks about a Starbucks coffee shop. Lighter roasts became more popular. Single origin micro lot coffees interesting coffee that was not commercial and mass-produced. 
innovations in brewing techniques. Nowadays, it's very common to hear someone talk about pour-over coffee, uh, French press coffee, uh, what else? Um, Turkish coffee, Vietnamese coffee. There's there's just a lot of people exploring at this point and trying to figure out techniques to brew coffee better. And that's all part of the third wave coffee trend. Then, right now, uh, coffee people will tell you that we're already in that fourth wave of coffee, which I touched on in the, uh, the first podcast, which is starting to go more towards cold brew coffee, which is something that's quite different. And cold brew coffee really hasn't seen any big jump in, um, in innovation, in brewing techniques. How to take that that cold brew or any of the specialty drinks that you currently can get in a coffee shop, how do you put that into a container, have it at a store, and still have that quality that you would have in a, uh, in a coffee shop? And that's the big race right now. There's plenty of big coffee companies that are trying to figure that out. You know, they're... They're kind of following along the lines where you see in the uh, small breweries and their beer. And they're trying to innovate, add new flavors, really bring the experience out. And uh, that's pretty much where they're saying that the fourth wave is going to go. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to end up that way. But that's kind of what they're speculating at that point. So... That's pretty much it. That's a quick little down and dirty brief history of coffee. As usual, we are with 77 in Teal. That is the coffee company that I own. I started roasting coffee in the second wave of coffee. That's where all my experience comes from. And, uh... I'm not necessarily a super dark coffee drinker, although I do like dark coffee. I tend to go more towards a medium as far as my normal day-to-day coffee. But I also don't push people to drink coffee that I think that they should drink. I believe everybody needs to drink coffee how are they however they like their coffee whether if it's light medium dark if you like to drink it black if you like to put sugar in it if you like creamer whatever you like to do you drink coffee the way that you like it that's uh it's a personal thing and you can't really tell people how they should be drinking their coffee but at 77 in teal just want to give a quick plug on one of our blends that is our most popular blend it would be our 1890 blend it's a medium roast coffee medium gives you a good middle ground between that the really light stuff which is really mellow and light bodied or the really dark stuff which is really full bodied and aggressive 
medium blend gives you that real in-between ground it's a uh, it's a nice easy drinking smooth flavor balanced acidity and uh, it's our most popular blend that we have it it's a blend of coffee beans that are grown in Ethiopia and Sumatra and if you're looking for a nice smooth medium blend you can always go look on our Shopify store that would be 77 and Teal Coffee Company on Shopify we have a Facebook page for our coffee company that's also 77 and Teal and also Global Coffee Origins is a Facebook group and everyone is welcome to come over there and join it we're all a bunch of coffee nuts on there we're always talking coffee and having a lot of fun and also one other thing I'd like to add in if you do order coffee from 77 and Teal we guarantee freshness always all of our coffee is hand packaged and directly shipped when it is roasted we do not ever have any inventory of roasted coffee when you order from us we roast it the day it ships that's where we're at and that's one of the things that does make us different from other coffee companies is that you will never get a stale bag of coffee from 77 and teal so that's it for the podcast and uh, I'm Matt Peterson until next time keep drinking your coffee great gourmet coffee let you live smooth thank you